0: Hi, I'm Terry O'Reilly, founder of OBP Australia, a service for overseas-born professionals looking to either get their first job in Australia or advance their career once they're established in their profession. Welcome to the podcast. Each episode, I'll be talking to an ex-OBP Australia client who's been successful in finding employment in Australia. We'll get to hear about their journey and what advice they have for job seekers. Iqbal is a Work Health and Safety Coordinator with a Bachelor of Mechanical Engineering, Masters of Environmental Engineering and an MBA, with more than 10 years work experience across diverse industries, specialising in occupational health and safety management systems and environmental management systems. He is an IRCA registered Lead Assessor and is experienced in conducting audits against nationally and internationally recognised standards. He's also a Toastmaster, having started a few clubs himself and was president of Express Toastmasters Club in Karachi. After coming to Australia, he joined Toastmasters here too and became Area Director. He's also a Rotarian and a Paul Harris Fellow. He has been president of Rotary Club of Karachi Downtown and has served as secretary and other senior positions in the club. He's a seasoned manager, having worked in senior corporate positions in Pakistan including a two-year stint as COO in a manufacturing company. He's also started and grown his own business in Pakistan, which is still ongoing and employs more than 10 people. So, Iqbal, welcome.
1: Thank you very much, Terry, for inviting me to share my experience here in Australia.
0: Thank you for, for joining us. So, can you tell us a little bit about your journey, and your efforts to find work after arriving in Australia?
1: Uh, yes, I have uh, been actually uh, a mechanical engineer and then had double masters and had se- uh, senior uh, positions experience in my home country. So I was, uh, from the beginning, was thinking that since I have had a very diversified sort of experience, so what particular experience I should or would be able to actually use in Australia. And that was uh, one of the struggles that I actually, in the beginning, uh, actually found that uh, it's really a uh, struggle to find a focused uh, experience for the job market that Australia has to offer.
0: Yes. Right. So, so what do you, what's your current job title?
1: yes currently i am working as a whsc associate and i am looking after the whs function of a manufacturing organization which is about 5 to 600 people
0: okay so that's work health safety yes that's right okay so that's that's quite a, a shift coming from being a qualified engineer and a double masters and then moving into work health safety you mentioned that you thought there was a a greater demand for that or what was the reason for the shifting career? Because this is a really interesting thing. A lot of people consider doing it, but not many people are necessarily successful in doing it and you have been. So what, what motivated you to make that shift?
1: Yes. From my like circumstances was not that a major shift. Why? Because I had been in in the similar uh, industry in Pakistan, also in the consulting arena in quality and occupational health and safety and environment. Yes, I was not having a hands-on experience of a day-to-day WHS role, and particularly of Australia. Pakistan, as far as the WHS is concerned, is, I would say, way, way uh, years behind. Um, Australia is top notch, even uh, when we compare the WHS scenario from the UK and even US. So Australia is at a very good position. So, but as I told you that I was working in in my home country as a consultant in the similar sphere. That's why I actually chose to uh, start my luck and career in Australia in a similar field. So, So from my perspective, it was similar, not that much of a different or a shift.
0: Right, okay. So you've pulled an aspect of something from your past and you've sort of focused more on that for Australia.
1: Yeah. That's absolutely right, Terry.
0: But still, having having said that, I mean, you are highly qualified. Did any employers look at you or your resume and think this guy's overqualified?
1: Uh, yes, uh, that is obviously the case because... Uh, all you require in Australia to get started is just a certificate for. And I was having like double masters. One is in engineering and the other is in business administration. So when when actually uh, the uh, employer uh, start asking questions, so they, they definitely uh, give you a feeling that they are thinking that uh, you're kind of an over- Uh, Like qualified, but I, I mean, make them comfortable by telling them that I am actually trying to base my occupation here on the qualification that I have acquired in Australia, that is Certificate Four in WHS.
0: Right. So, so nobody explicitly said, "We think you're overqualified."
1: Uh, Not explicitly, but as I told you, that I got a feeling that yes, they are thinking on those lines, yes.
0: Okay, all right. So tell us a little bit about your job at the moment. What does a typical day look like for those people who may not be you know, familiar or want more information about WHS? What What do you do on a daily basis?
1: Yeah, WHS is an ever-growing field in Australia. And it's also, uh, and I would say, a very responsible sort of position because Uh, the regulation in Australia is very strict and the regulator in uh, New South Wales is SafeWork uh, New South Wales which is a strict regulator and you got to be on your toes every single day so that you actually make your uh, company safer for the workers and as your question about how a days goes in in my job uh, here so Every day, I uh, actually have few meetings uh, related to uh, the production side as well as uh, the meetings uh, with the contractors, with the uh, new inductees, employees, and so on and so forth. And also on an ongoing basis, I am involved in um, the risk assessments, the risk assessments and then how to control uh, the hazards that we identify during the assessments. So this is an ongoing thing that we keep on doing. Besides, there are so many other uh, bits and pieces of actually making a whole uh, company workforce, uh, health and safety, uh, like, uh, well-organised. So, yes.
0: Right. And you mentioned before uh, Certificate for is the basic level of certification. How important is certification for this role?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's very, very uh, important. And uh, when you actually uh, complete this certification, then uh, you are employable. You are employable in any sort of industry. And those for those people who don't know actually that where is the demand in uh, WHS for WHS professionals. So I can tell you that Uh, you might have seen and noticed that HR is actually uh, in demand in almost all sorts of organizations. And similar is WHS, which is in demand in all sorts of organizations, whatever you think. It is in demand in councils, in the local government, in railways network, in universities, in schools, in construction industry, in mining industry, in manufacturing industry, and in what not industry, I can tell you. So, uh, for those of you who don't know about WHS, there is a very, very large scale of, uh, I would say, employability uh, in this particular field, and uh, I encourage people to actually uh, find their way into this field.
0: Okay, that's great. So... Often for, for many jobs, people are required or they prefer people to have local experience, but you're saying merely having the Certificate four was enough to get you interviews. Do you think that was it or do you think the weight of your experience was also decisive?
1: Uh, in my case, I would say that the, waste, uh, the weight of my prior experiences was also considered uh, in my first job. And uh, as, as you probably know better than me, that getting the first job is, is the real, uh, real difficult part. And if you are employed in, in, in your preferred or, uh, field, then there are chances that you will get, like uh, uh, employers would be actually even calling you for the uh, jobs that they have because even in my case from the linkedin i have been receiving now uh, the job uh, uh, invitations so the first job is the real thing that you have to prepare yourself and once you have actually passed that sort of, of obstacle then the sky is the limit
0: right and you call it an obstacle which a lot of people see that first job as not having that first job as being a barrier, did you do anything to get over that, not having any local experience in your applications or your interviews? What did you do to address that?
1: I actually found uh, a very professional company, uh, which is called OBP Australia.
0: (laughs) I've heard of them. I've heard of them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And they actually uh, guided me in the process, particularly... Uh, how to present yourself on LinkedIn, how to tailor-made your resumes and how to uh, contact the employers and so on and so forth. So uh, that is a great help. And I would say that uh, anybody who is actually coming from overseas uh, at any stage of his or her life must contact, I would say, OBP because my experience was good with them so that they get the guidance, which is necessarily required. Because to be honest, without their guidance, I was just going haywire. I did not have a clue, although I had like maybe 20 years of experience in professional fields, but every market behaves differently. And Australia is a unique market. There are some things that you needed to be aware of so that you hit the nail at the right point. So exactly the OBP Australia actually guided me. And when I started my journey with them. It was just two, maybe two and a half months that I landed my first job.
0: Great. Well, that's good to hear that we were useful. Um, were, Were your applications mainly via LinkedIn or through job sites or directly to companies?
1: Uh, I started searching jobs mostly through the SEEK and also applying through the LinkedIn, but from my perspective, I got opportunities actually knocking on my door when I started uh, approaching employers through SEEK.
0: Right, okay. That's good to know. And and what about networking? Did you make contact with anybody in the WHS space? Uh, To
1: be honest... If I would have done it previously, I would have uh, probably would have been in a better position to acquire my first job. But uh, Mr. Terry from OBP Australia actually guided me that networking is your uh, best tool to actually use in in your job hunt. And when I actually started uh, using that tool, I realized that uh, the doors are easier to open through the networking as compared to just applying um, and, and without knowing anybody uh, in, in in that organization or in that field. So I think that uh, networking plays a very important part in your job search journey.
0: Right. Yeah, it is important. So if I I normally introduce people to others from their profession, their professional peers, but I also talk to people so. It's important for me to understand what your role is so I'm giving you the right advice and because I'm not from your profession, I can either refer you to somebody or seek advice from somebody who knows. Well, what about the job interview? What, tell me your experience of job interviews in Australia. Was there anything that surprised you about the process or what went on at the interview? Uh,
1: not really. Not uh... I mean, since, as I told you, that I was in the consulting sphere for very long. So I knew the answers. And and, I mean, once I was actually ready for the job interview, it was easier. I I would not say that that was uh, like I got scared or, or anything of that nature. It was a cool experience, I would say.
0: Right. Now, you're quite heavily involved with Toastmasters. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Uh Toastmasters is a wonderful platform. I started actually this maybe more than 10 years ago in Pakistan. And I joined because I had fear of public speaking. And at that platform, I overcome that fear. And then I grew professionally also because I was a consultant and had to give presentations and stuff of that nature. So... Toastmasters tremendously helped me, not only in my improving my communication skills, but also in my leadership skills. Why? Because when I actually started becoming part of the Toastmasters community, then I started getting opportunities even in the club. I then uh, become the secretary of the club, then vice president of finance and vice president of PR, and then president. And then uh, while I came to Australia, I actually was elected as the uh, assistant director uh, for uh, yeah, for uh, our district. So uh, Toastmasters gives you opportunities. It, it helps you uh, excel in communication skills and leadership skills. And also you get the opportunities of networking and meeting with like-minded people. So I would encourage all professionals to join Toastmasters.
0: excellent well you certainly express yourself very well and you're a very confident professional and it comes across and i'm sure that stood you in good stead during the interviews as well
1: oh thank you terry
0: so let's just go back a bit back to when you were still overseas um, did you do any research about australia and how to find work before you came here
1: Uh, Yes, I uh, did. And uh, to be honest, uh, if you actually do your research well, you find a lot of information even available on the website. So I actually, uh, even while I was there, I concluded that I can get an employment in the WHS field. And uh, uh, I, I would say that whoever is planning to migrate to Australia, it's better that do your homework while you are in your home country and i mean even just by googling you can get a lot of answers about the life here in australia and also the job opportunities
0: excellent so how did that prior knowledge compare with the reality of job seeking in australia
1: I think that uh, the first thing that I probably was not able to recognize and realize is the fact that (laughs) the first job in Australia is critical for your job journey. And if uh, whatever experience you have overseas, that is not regarded that well, probably, uh, I don't know, because there are differences in the cultures, there are differences in even uh, work ethics and so on and so forth. And I uh, truly believe that uh, as compared to my home country, Australian work ethics is a little different. Uh, the efficiency counts in, in back uh, in our home country. I mean, you are not paid per hour. And here since everything is per hour, so they are more mindful of your time. And there are other differences also back there in my home country once you are a manager then you have a team who actually does the whole the work and you just actually overlook it and just sign it and manage the team a little bit but here even if you are a manager so apart from managing your team you got to uh, do a lot of things on your own too and that is the real difference that i have seen and that is also a challenge for most of uh, the managers or uh, the professionals who have been managers or senior managers or general managers in their home countries that when they actually come to Australia, they found they find out that they needed to get their butt off and do the work on their own besides managing their teams.
0: Yes. Okay. So um, you, you've brought up a couple of uh, cultural differences there. It's a quite common observation. So um, that's useful for for people to know. So you've been successful in finding work in your profession. And as you said, the first job is the hardest. And you'll have plenty of opportunities from here on to find more work or advance in your, your current company. Just before we finish up, is there anything else that you wanted to maybe say to people who are here in Australia and they're frustrated. Maybe it's taking longer than they expected to find work. Is there anything that you could say that could encourage them or maybe a tip that you might have that might uh, help them to to find work?
1: Uh, The tip is very easy to actually uh, say, and that is to hire a professional. And in my case, as I told you earlier, I found OBP Australia to be uh, very helpful and uh, very professional in dealing. So I would say that without wasting time, it's better to contact the uh, professionals who are in this field, who know uh, who you, where you are coming from, and what kind of difficulties you can face, and what are the differences in the job market based in Australia. So if you contact them as soon as possible, even if I would say that it's better that you contact, for example, OPP Australia while even you are in your home country so that you can start that journey and you can save some time. So the real difference is if you keep starting, if you keep doing what you have been doing for very long and not being successful, so probably you would again not been successful doing the same things and repeating the same mistakes. So it is better that sooner you hire a professional uh, company who can actually help you navigate the difficult first job journey in Australia.
0: Well, that's great. Um, Thank you for that. I'm glad our guidance and support was useful and congratulations again on finding work in your profession. And I'm sure this is just the start of a second chapter of your career. And uh, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you very much, Terry. It was a pleasure um, sharing my experiences with you and your audience. Thank you very much for inviting me.
0: Thank you, Iqbal, and take care and keep in touch. OBP Australia provides guidance and support with job applications and approaching employers, industry awareness, interview coaching, and language and communication. You'll also be introduced to your professional peers already working in Australia so you can get the lowdown on what's happening in your industry or profession. If you're looking for guidance and support to find your next job, email me at terry at obpaustralia.com.au. Let's talk.